0: Welcome on and just wanted to jump on do a sermon recap yesterday was awesome and I love this time of year today's 9-11 of all days and what a day to look back and I I can remember I was in fourth grade and um, you know after all the dust settled we as our little class at at Zion Christian Academy um, our fourth grade class uh, I can remember my cousin who was in class with me, put together a plan to, um, we would color American flags and then we would sell them to parents coming in. And then I think we raised $500 or so and we sent it in to support uh, the Red Cross. And that's something that to me really touched me because it took a tragedy and it even just brought our little fourth grade class together and then is just young students how we felt we made a difference by raising money and sending it to support, and I know this day means something different for everybody, but it just goes to show what God can do in the ashes of our life and how He can rebuild and um, how He can bring people together in one of the in the tragic moments of our life. But yesterday at church, we started a new series called Breathing Room. And it's along the lines of how do we how do we arrange our lives for spiritual transformation is a pastor going on seven to eight years now is where our church gets people from all different backgrounds walks of life church experiences different places of maturity and really the the mainstream right down the middle line I found is how you were formed With scripture how you were formed in the church your knowledge of spiritual warfare walking in the spirit um how you flesh out the logos um man it means everything and if you can simply arrange your life correctly and in order the way god's the way the scriptures uh, line out for you you're gonna have spiritual success in your life. You're going to move forward. You're going to have spiritual health. Your tank is going to be full. And um, it, I came across a story of a Russian noble, a Russian nobleman in the early, um, I believe it was the uh, 15th or 16th century, a Russian nobleman by the name of Potikman. And this nobleman, he was given the quest to go and colonize parts of Russia. And as he was sent out to colonize, he encountered some hardship. But his um, his his queen, who would be making a visit to inspect the progress, uh, he knew that the, the quota wasn't going to be, you know, met of where and how uh, it was supposed to be um, built and and the quality it was supposed to be built. So Patikman devised a plan to essentially put a village on stilts uh, give the illusion and the appearance of these villages and essentially be fraudulent in how it was supposed to be and the story goes as the queen rode into town that putikman um would prop up these fake animals these fake structures and she would drive by and see the grandeur of, of this town and that he, what he was able to accomplish and was essentially deceived. And then they knew her route. So then they would deconstruct the village quickly and run it over and prop it up at a further point of her stop. And as I was came across this story, it made me think um, of how we go to such elaborate lengths to put facades and hide the undesirable realities of our life. And if you're going to arrange yourself for spiritual transformation, you've got to be willing to put the facade down and allow the Holy Spirit to address the undesirable realities. What does this look like? It looks like valuing a reputation over your character. Um, It looks like caring more about your curated online persona or perception versus who you truly are in christ um you know i think of two as kids when you know mom and dad would have us it's it's cleaning day you know you got to clean your room the easy way would be throw it on the closet stuff it under the bed and many times we were guilty of that and just prayed that they would just peek in the room and you know what look under the bed or or in the closets and you know the reality of that is is when you think you're actually cleaning something? You're not. You're just hiding it. And many of us in the church, outside the church, our personal lives, or our, you know, kind of our public lives, we think we're allowing the Spirit of God to cleanse us and, and, and to wash over us. When in reality, we just shove it and we we're just hiding it, not bringing it for Christ to clean and, and His Spirit to touch. Unfortunately, some of the best actors that exist are not in Hollywood, but they're in the church. And we, you know, the church face, the fake it till you make it stuff, it gets nobody anywhere. And if you're going to have spiritual transformation, you got to kill the performance. And you got to allow, here's the thing, deliverance is not for the put together, the cookie cutter. Deliverance is for the desperate. And you got to get desperate for Jesus. You got to get desperate for His Spirit to touch you. We don't want to be. You see, in these some of these storms, these hurricanes during hurricane season. You see, when these hurricanes blow through, that they some of them demolish buildings. Um, others will. You know, you see boats turned upside down, um, canals that have caved in. But as you see some of this footage, you see that there's these palm trees that are still standing, and it's like. When you um, have this, you have breathing room and you're arranging yourself correctly. You're like a tree that when the storms come, you bend, but you don't break. Because when a tree is broken, it's done. But when it bends, it can be bent back. And this is why we want margin in our life. This is why we want room, not living on the edge of everything we do, financially, relationally, stress, um, all the emotional healthiness that we want to have in our life and spiritual healthiness one of my driving points and my encouragement for you is colossians 1:10. it says this it says that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god three things we see here is one your walk is as important as your work it's easy to find success in the work and the vocation the job what you can put your hands to, but the intangible parts of your life, your walk with God, your walk in the spirit, many times can be neglected. We think if I'm finding success over here that what's in here doesn't matter. But usually you're a ticking time bomb because it's your walk that affects your work, whether it's good or bad. And I wanna be known as, as a leader or a pastor or whatever, that my life is just not impressive but it imparts something of Christ into your life. When you see something in me or when I, whatever I say and speak, how I handle a situation, how I serve somebody, that, that the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord is imparted into your life, not just, oh, that's impressive, oh, that's cool. And when you arrange for spiritual transformation, impartation becomes your portion. We don't wanna be addicted to the spotlight and allergic to the altar that God has in our life, you know, is thinking of a rainstorm when, when the storm settles and you know, the rain retains, um, it always retains at the lowest spot it can find. And many a times if we want to sustain the work of the Holy spirit in our life, it rests in the low areas and Christ has a way. If you will allow him to make high things low in your life. And also to make bring low things high, your insecurities, your deficiencies, where you don't trust in God fully. He wants to bring those up, but then he wants to bring the places of pride, ego, selfishness down. And understanding that the consistency of the spirit is found in the low parts of your life where the reign of the spirit will rest. So we can't be addicted to spotlight and allergic to the altar where we find repentance and freedom. 1 Corinthians 3, 12, Paul would say it this way. says now if anyone builds on a foundation with gold silver precious stones wood hay and straw each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of which sort it is you know there's two differences between wood hay and straw gold silver precious stones think of it this way um wood hay and straw is found above the ground uh Gold silver precious stones is found under the ground. You gotta go looking for it. Uh gold, silver, precious stone is in small quantities. Right? It's expensive. It's costly. The diamond ringer, the diamond ring that's on your wife's finger. Um, the jewelry that you have, man, that's it's costly. Uh it's rare. Wood, hay, and straw, it's found in large quantities. It's cheap, it's common. And the test is when the fire comes, the circumstance, the trial, is it's one, either purified by fire, or two, you have a fire insurance claim because it's all ash. And this is of grave importance because your eternity doesn't start when you leave your body, your soul leaves your body. Your eternity starts when you say yes to Jesus. And are you building your life for Jesus on wood, hay, and stubble, or with gold, silver, and precious stones. Because the truth is, Christians can build on Jesus and for Jesus, but without Jesus. And I don't want it to be said of me or our church or whoever is watching that you're building and you're around the activity of God. But Jesus is not present in it. It looks like Jesus. It might even feel like Jesus. But it's not Jesus. Jesus. And so we wanna be Christians that build on Jesus, for Jesus, and with Jesus. This is what Paul is talking about, and that our life be fireproof, that it be flammable, and that we not be afraid of the cost. We not give in to cheap grace, that, oh, I don't have to do any of that. It doesn't matter what I do. I had someone tell me once that when when I die, I just have to stand at the judgment seat and say, Jesus, nothing I do matters, because he did it. and. In this would sound you could find a scripture or two but at the end of the day it's such a deception of when you 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 nothing you do and and when you see in the scriptures faith without works is dead and when you stand before christ and give an account of what you did in your body will it be wood hay and stubble or will it be precious stones gold and silver I pray our portion is is precious stones, gold, and silver. This is why it's so important to have a secret place, to have breathing room. I cannot give you my walk with God. I cannot give you my secret place. I cannot give you my oil like we see in the five, in the um, foolish and and, and wise virgins. So our walk is is, as important as our work. So number one, walk with the Lord. Number two, is we want to be fully pleasing and this is where we find that you've got to discover the win that god has decided you know you don't decide as crazy as this may sound to some of you you don't decide what you do for god you discover what he's laid out before you jesus said in john 17:4 that he has glorified you on earth that he has finished the work which you have given me to do jesus lived his life fully pleasing to god glorifying God in everything he did. And this is what we're to emulate, emulate in the life of Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, it ends, um, verse 1 says, And let us run with endurance the race that was set before us. Not the race that we decide, but the race that we discover. And if you are just, you feel like you keep failing, you, keep, you can never get momentum in your life, um, it's because you're deciding what you want to do and you're not discovering what Christ has for you. And this, again, is only found in the secret place where there's breathing room, where it's you and him and, and his presence. You're sitting at his feet and you're spending that intimacy, that into me you see time with Christ. And I've I've found that when, when he comes close in that secret place, the how and the why of what you're doing and the what it matters that the Christ gets involved in the details and his spirit touches and 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 massages the parts of your life that aren't like him that need to be repented of again just picture the bent part of your life that he wants to straighten what sin has bent Sowing into the spirit straightens that, not sowing into the flesh. That just bends and bends and bends and eventually breaks. But repentance brings the elasticity, the flexibility of the spirit in your life where sin does not destroy you. It says a righteous man falls down, but he gets up. A righteous man isn't one who falls, but it's that you get up. You keep serving. You keep going. You keep doing. You keep working. You keep going after the race that is set before you and I. Our win has been decided for us, and it's not, we get in trouble again when we don't discover it and we decide it for ourselves. Lastly, we see in Colossians 1.10 that we want to be fruitful. I pray people see good fruit in my life. Um, I pray people see fruit in your life, that abiding always leads to abounding, you think of the rise of artificial intelligence and augmented reality and um, how you are not a human doing, you are a human being. You are not a machine. You are wired and hardwired for rest and work, rest and work. And when the, the two get unbalanced, especially when you're in work, 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 you're not focusing on your walk, it depletes every part of your life and it depletes relationships around you. And it's good to be reminded that life is more lived in a garden, not in a factory. That you're to have a walk with the Lord, like we see in, with Adam and Eve, that they walked with him in the cool of the day. They did their work, but it was balanced. Christ created in six, and he rested on the seventh. That we're to have these rhythms that we are have arranged in our lives for spiritual transformation. Your work should always flow from your worship. That you aren't lucky you just aren't blessed but you be fruitful the call is to be fruitful and when we abide we ab- we abound mother Teresa said this she said spend one hour a day in adoration of your lord and never do anything you know is wrong and you'll be all right adoration of the lord is what purifies the motives it purifies the heart you know in modern evangelicalism modern protestantism you see the pastors that are emulated. It's the ones with the, a million YouTube subscribers, or the preacher in sneakers. It's the it's the celebrity status of those that are ministering God's word, and that stuff just has to grieve the heart of God. Because you look back in the early church, the first century, it was the martyrs who were emulated. It was the martyrs who were saying, "Man, they paid the ultimate price. That their blood." is the seed of the church you go into the the second and third century or even fourth that it then became the monks that were emulated and they were known for their silence and their solitude that they would go into the wilderness to seek Christ in his fullness they would remove the distractions and they wanted to be solely sold out for him I think if we can get back to how we create this breathing room Go back to those that of the purity of the gospel, the purity of those who sought Christ in his entirety. Because when we don't abide, we die on the inside, we starve those close to us, and we grieve the Holy Spirit. Let this not be said of us. I love what um, uh, the desert father, St. Theophan the Recluse, said. He said, Christianity must remain eternally unchanging, in no way being dependent on or guided by the spirit of each age. Instead, Christianity is meant to govern and direct the spirit of the age for anyone who obeys its teaching. Man, that's so good. and um, Christianity has to govern and direct our lives, not our feelings, our cravings, our appetites, our passions but it has to be the spirit of God It has to be what was believed by all at all times from the beginning I love this quote as well it says that strive with all your might to bring your interior activity into accord with God and you will overcome the exterior passions take the secret place and allow it to flesh out of your life and create breathing room, create margin, create space for God to work through you, to work in you, and to be a blessing to others, to serve him and to serve people, those that you love, to serve your enemies. And so I just wanted to get on here and encourage you to to keep going, to look inward before you look out Allow the Holy Spirit to go deep before you want to go. You want Him to to put something in your hand or use you in some way. Go back to the the ancient rhythms that have guided the church for two millennia of having solitude and silence and and self reflection. Um, These are lost arts in Protestantism. And if you go back to how the early church built that secret place, and sustain them for tribulation and trial and pain they the early church knew how to be refined by the fire not destroyed by it And i'm afraid as the fire of god comes his presence comes that those who are not prepared those who have not built accordingly their work will be burned it won't be refined